Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com My name's Jason Newland and this is Let Me Bore You to Sleep Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes And if you would like to support me with my free service then please go to my website there's ways that you can send me gifts if you want to um, that's groovy so yeah just check out the website and all of my recordings are on there as well plus you can leave a testimonial you can contact me write me a letter write me an email tell me how what I do is uh, useful um, yeah cool so what I thought I would do bearing in mind it's 6.51 in the morning which doesn't really have any relevance to anything but I don't generally start a recording this late or this early However, I've just spent the last probably three hours, if not more, applying online for a master's degree, as well as applying for funding for the master's degree. Oh yes, so I thought I'd talk about it. Well, that's what I'd uh, tell you about today. I'm going to go through the the course that I've applied for. Now, and just for those that have never listened to me before, these "Let Me Bore You to Sleep" recordings are. exactly that it's just me waffling on for about an hour and you can just relax and just fall asleep like I feel like I'm going to and the thing is it gets to a point where if you listen to me regularly as soon as I start talking you automatically feel relaxed and tired so yeah, it's quite a good a good little podcast uh, I think it's quite useful it's, it's different to I mean there are other podcasts that aim at like telling stories there's a few there's not many but there are a few out there that I didn't even know about until I'd started doing this um, but it's different because they're all different because they're all personal to the person that's doing them so it wouldn't matter if there was a thousand people 
doing exactly this, exactly what I'm doing. Um, it's going to be different, everyone, because they're different personalities, they're different voices, the, the accents they have, the words that they use, um, the tone of their voice, you know. It's going to be different for everybody. So, although technically this isn't original, although I thought it was when I started, um, there's not many people doing it. There's only a handful, really, in the world that do this kind of stuff. You know, just... I mean, if you look online, the, some of the podcasts that are suggested for people to go to sleep aren't even made for people to go to sleep. <laughs> These are people that have made podcasts about things they're interested in, like talking about movies and things like that, and they've been stuck in a, in a list of podcasts to fall asleep to. So that must be quite, um, it's quite an insult really, isn't it, I suppose, to the person making a podcast about something that they're really passionate about. <laughs> it's kind of funny as well. Uh, but there are podcasts made specifically for people to get to sleep. And I've got a few. So in a way, in a way, kind of, technically, sort of, I am one of the first people online to do this. But I was doing it with hypnosis. I was doing it, uh, I had podcasts with sleep hypnosis sessions long before many people did it. I was doing softly spoken recordings and stuff with a bit of whispering in before ASMR even kind of existed on YouTube. I was doing a long time before that. So yeah, I'm not saying I'm a, I kind of, I've not started anything other than just what I do for me. But at the same time, I'm not copying anyone. Because you don't, isn't, you don't need to copy anybody really. Because we're just all different, aren't we? Plus, I don't ever listen to anybody else's podcast, like sleep podcasts. Or first, I don't need to. I, you know, all I gotta do is just start talking to myself, and I fall asleep. Yesterday, oh, because I got other podcasts that are. They're not like this, they're more uh, hypnosis-y stuff. So I've got uh, a few, but what, one of them is Sleep Hypnosis Weekly. And I've started recording that whilst laying down in bed, which is never a good idea for me because I just fall asleep. And I'm like talking, uh, 
feel your legs and, uh, and, you, and you feel your feet and you, uh, I kind of just it's a bit weird and I did it last night or whatever time I went to bed and I recorded it and it lasted about half an hour 33 minutes or something and I just pressed stop and uploaded it to the podcast and it's uploaded privately so no one can see it so then I download it, edit it and upload it again the new version, the edited version so I wasn't sure at that time how snorry that I'd been but surprisingly enough it wasn't there wasn't much snoring I thought there was going to be me going you know like a a piglet trying to persuade you to buy him a can of lager in the supermarket. Go on, get it for me. Well, get it yourself. They don't serve pigs. How do you know? Oh, I just assumed they don't serve pigs. Ah. But do you know that they don't serve pigs? Because I can honestly say I've never, in all of my thousands of years, stood in a queue of a supermarket and seen the cashier say, Sorry, we don't serve your kind. Never seen that. Hopefully never will. So maybe pigs can be served. Maybe they can go and buy their own alcohol. Don't know why I'm talking about pigs being served in supermarkets. Slightly gone off track. So yeah, so what I've done, <laughs> what I've done, oh yeah, and I fell asleep doing that recording. And I haven't made a deep sleep whisper hypnosis session for a couple of days, and I've not made a sleep, deep sleep, whatever it's called, I don't know, the relaxation hypnosis for stress, anxiety, and panic attacks. I haven't made one of them for a few days. But it's quite weird because the stats were still really good yesterday. I only made one recording. In fact, I had 3,305 downloads yesterday, 23rd of September, compared to the day before when I had tw uh, 2,991. And I only made one new recording. So I'm starting to think maybe if I don't make any recordings I'll get even more I don't know I mean 
the Deep Sleep Whisper podcast. It's gone down in stats a little bit because I've not made one. But I've had 169 downloads so far today. And the stats start at about 3 o'clock in the morning and it's now 7. So, it's, you know, it's not, not too bad for a few hours. But I had 359 downloads yesterday. Day before, 451, 21st, 446, and 500 the day before that. So the last day I did a recording was 22nd of September. It was only two days ago. But I've had 359 downloads from that recording. Yeah, so if I go a few days and the last one gets downloaded more often than if I do them every day. Oh, I can't figure it all out. I can't. I don't know why. Oh, it's like Chronic Pain Belief podcast is going up in the world. Oh, maybe not. No, I'll forget that. You know, it's really strange, right? The only thing I wanted to do, not the only thing I wanted to do, but um, the thing I wanted to do most with the hypnosis and the stuff online was chronic pain relief. That was it. And I did the relaxation because I was asked to do it because I was leading groups in uh, a couple of charities in 2006 uh, into 2007 but in 2006 I was doing these CDs and because people were asking oh we like listening to you and all that stuff but we only get to see you like once a week or twice a week. So I did a CD for them. And then they sold out. Well, not, we didn't sell them, but they they got taken very quickly. So I, it was costing the charity a fair bit of money and time to buy these CDs and print them out and you know, burn them and all this stuff. So I ended up just making, recording the live sessions and putting them onto the website. I don't have, I don't think I've got any of them anymore. None of those live sessions exist, which is a shame because I had lots of them. Uh, I, had a, I was talking about this, I think, yesterday or the day before. I had a podcast which had hundreds of recordings and I lost probably a good 200, if not more, recordings back in 2008 maybe 2009 time and the podcast it just it just closed it, it just like closed and didn't give any notice and just closed and everything was lost because it was a free podcast and I would have paid them I would have paid them to have my podcast on there because the podcasts were doing really well 
You know, I was really pleased with it. They didn't even offer a paid service. It's like, what? So yeah, that's why, because there was a lot of free podcasts back then. And I was on all of them. I, I used all of them. There was loads of uh, video sites like YouTube, loads. And I was on all of them. Some of them I was getting lots, you know, hundreds and thousands of downloads or plays on some of the, pod, uh, the video sites. One by one they closed. There was one, um, I can't remember the name of it, but I was actually getting more plays on there than I was on YouTube. I was literally getting thousands of plays like 10, 15,000 plays on a video after you know, like a couple of weeks. And on YouTube, the same, the same video would be getting maybe, I don't know, a couple of hundred views or something. And then at that time, and then the video, the, the I can't remember what it was called, but it's really good. Well, I liked it because I was getting lots of plays. And they closed. I mean, there was lots of video sites that, because I don't think YouTube was the first video site. I know obviously MySpace had videos service on there uh, before YouTube came along. But there were other video sites around I think before YouTube that YouTube just overtook and there's a few there are a few video sites left but hardly any of them really get used I don't think I mean Vimeo is more for professionals so you know you can you can hide the video you can sell the video, you can have, if you've got a Vimeo account, you can have the video as part of a, uh, a an online video course, like educational course. So it's good for that. Uh, so they've kind of got that part of the market sewed up really. And it's a really good platform and I've used them many times over the years. It's just weird how no one could compete with YouTube and no one's been able to compete with Facebook. Not really, even Twitter. It's a different, that's a different service though, isn't it, Twitter? And some of the other ones are different. They're not the same. Because I don't know if you remember, I mean, Facebook wasn't the first one. And obviously MySpace was the big, it was massive, huge, absolutely huge, millions and millions of uh, people using MySpace, and I think the bloke called Tom, who used to run it, he, like, it was his business, and whenever you joined, he would be your first friend, and he had something like, you know, 
hundred million friends or something. And I'm not even sure if MySpace still exists. I think it does, but it's it's just it's like an empty ghost town. I think maybe they'll be able to revamp and do what Yahoo's done and sort of kind of rebrand. I don't know. Some websites are able to do that. They kind of disappear, but they're still, I don't know, still seem to have some backing, some financial backing. Because MySpace, it, it then became more very focused on bands. And it was for bands to start with, and then, then it got kind of took over by the public because it was like a really good place to be it was in some ways I prefer MySpace to Facebook because it seemed to me quite a positive place and yeah that's my recollection of it but I might be I might be looking through my apple coloured glasses. I haven't got any roses. I have to use me to do with apple. Apple. Apple, apple, apple. That's another that's another company, isn't it, that went down the hill and was doing really badly and now it's one of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah. None of this is relevant to anything, is it? I don't even know why I'm talking about it. There must be a reason. Hmm. Oh yeah, so uh I put these relaxation sessions. I already had them. I was making my own and putting them onto MySpace and on my website. So I started adding these live ones onto the website as well, so that my clients could download them or stream them. And so this is what, 2006, 2007, and then People, I think a few people started asking me because I was doing chronic pain sessions. That was what I was interested in, and I was doing. I think my first re, my first ever video was a chronic pain relief video, and I like I think I had about ten thousand plays of that one on MySpace, and I was like over the moon. I was so happy. And it was getting so much positive feedback from people. And uh, it was just really, it was just kind, kindness. It was very strange uh, compared to how it is now online. Uh, so not so much towards me, but how, you know, things I've seen and the, not everybody's so friendly online. 
uh, especially on YouTube. It's amazing some of the stuff I've seen. I don't. So I watch YouTube on television now, or on my phone. So I never get to see the comments. Because on a laptop, the comments are there at the bottom. On the TV, the comments don't come up. And on my phone, generally, the comment, I've got a kind of streak go all the way down to get to the comments. So if I watch videos mainly on TV, the YouTube videos, I don't get to see any of the comments, which is quite nice. And then people started commenting and sending me messages saying, can you do some sleep sessions? You've got a relaxing voice. I fell asleep listening to you. I wondered if you could do something specifically for sleep. So I thought, oh, damn it. I don't want to. I had a tantrum. I just climbed up a mountain, yelled, egg, and then uh, climbed back down again. I said, yeah, all right then. So I started, you may feel, why did I shout out egg? I didn't, did I? I didn't climb up a mountain. I just made it up. And I, I made a real, I made a sleep session. So I'd gone from chronic pain to making relaxation sessions, the live ones, and then making relaxation sessions at home to making sleep sessions because people listen to the relaxation sessions and they were falling asleep as well. And the sleep sessions are always the most popular. Even though the relaxation sessions were really popular as well, some of the ones I did in the past. And the even the pain stuff was you know, well received. At times, but the sleep sessions, they're the ones that um, I kind of become known for that. Well, known, but well, not known, am I? But you know what I mean. Known by those that li- mind you, everyone's known by those that listen to them, aren't they? But I suppose, I don't know if you think about me, I imagine a lot of people would associate sleeping with me, with my voice, sleeping, falling asleep, either being bored asleep or listening to the sleep hypnosis sessions. Although, 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 bing bong bing, I'm hoping and the way it's growing, the other podcast, the the stress anxiety podcast, that's growing to the point where uh, on par daily, probably with the uh, the sleep hypnosis week, no, the deep sleep whisper hypnosis, but it's just a way behind because I didn't start making new sessions till a few months back. So I've got like 59 episodes as opposed to 149 for the other one. 
but it's growing so I'm kind of perhaps getting to be known for something else which is quite cool to be known for something else as well so I can be known as the boring man I might have always been known as that I don't know I don't know if it's what I say that's boring or how I talk that's boring or it's just I don't know maybe So that was the introduction to this recording. Have a little drink. Get me mouth nice and wet. Bit of a weird sentence again to say. So you hear a little bit of tip tapping, but that's just me on the on the laptop. I was going to sort of read you some stuff. I've got another podcast as well. <laughs> I can't all guys keep making podcasts. But this is on podcast.co. And it's called Jason Newland's Healing Voice. And it's basically all of my stuff. All of the stuff going back to... I don't know. since records began kind of my records so from the 17th to today so what's that one two three four five six seven so this is the eighth day just over a week and it's only the beginning of the day here I've had 3,194 downloads from that podcast see the first day 17th of September I had 51 downloads 18th of September the next day 152 downloads then on the 19th 26 26 what's going to happen now then 95 on the 20th of September which was was Friday was it I don't know like, what's going to happen now it's 95 it's gone up but I wonder what it's going to be like on 21st 1036 downloads wow it's gone down a little bit on the 22nd, 815 downloads. Gone up to 919 downloads on the 23rd of September. And there's 100 so far today. 100 downloads. So, yeah, I've kind of been uploading my stuff. And... doing that thing where I just <laughs> I refresh the page to see if it's gone up at all go on go up from 100 go on go up go on go on go on oh 
somewhere some podcasts only update every like hour or something or two you know they don't they don't do it like constantly so the stats from my other my Spreaker podcasts 466,845 so this is nice if I It was 845. I refreshed that one. If I count to 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Refresh it. It's still the same. Come on. That's not fair. It's because I haven't it's because I haven't uploaded anything for ages. It's been twenty seven, twenty eight hours since I last uploaded a recording. So it's because when I've just uploaded something and I've like released it, it's uh, you can s if it was in real time you could just see the numbers going up, but I keep refreshing it, and nothing's happening. Oh, why am I being so honest? I could just be saying, yeah, it's now seven hundred, it's now nine hundred and twenty, but no. It's almost like they're going to go down. Of course, uh, no, still refreshing. Nothing, nothing's happening. It's almost like there's no activity on the podcast at all. Come on, baby, don't do this to me. I'm refreshing it. It's. It's almost, you know, like when you ring... Oh, it's now 846. Yeah, it's gone up one. It used to be like that years ago when... Um, well, I haven't done it for a long time, but I'd phone someone and the phone was engaged. And i keep phoning them and keep phoning them and keep phoning... And it got to a point where I just got almost obsessed with phoning... It's like, it's keep phoning and keep phoning and keep phoning and keep phoning. And eventually they answer. And they say, hello, you flew to the local library. How can I help? I was like, yeah, um, I was just wondering what time you close. And it's like, why well, I didn't even need to speak to them I could have just looked online why am I it's like you didn't answer I've got to keep phoning you why didn't you answer not like that now oh it's now 847 <laughs> so if it goes up by one a minute it goes up by more than that but if it was one a minute that would mean it'd be 60 60 an hour 60 times by 24, so 60 times by 10, 
is 600, 1,200, 1,000, and yeah, so it's, it's over 1,100. So I'm probably looking at, probably only two a minute really, isn't it? If it's 3,000 a day, probably two, two a minute. So me refreshing it every like two seconds. Oh, it's now 849, so it's gone up by two during that sentence. It just shows you, doesn't it? It's almost like the internet can hear me. It can hear me talking, it's like, oh, Jason wants us to have a few downloads. Come on, everyone, let's get some downloads for him, just so he's got something to talk about. what they don't realize is I have got something to talk about today because in front of me is the website for the college the college course that I've or the university course that I've applied for and I will let you know only you I will let you know my progress on that they say it takes maybe four weeks before I get to know um I'm not sure, and that might be in the student loan. But basically, the course costs 10,000 and something pounds. And I've applied for the full amount for the student loan company. So I'll get 10,000 pounds, but I just have to pay that directly to the, to the university. Um, I would have thought that they'd pay it directly, but perhaps I have to do it. So I'm not going to have any money. I'm not sort of got any cash or anything. And oh, it's now 852. I'm just going to turn up. I'm going to stop looking at that. It would be nice to get a bursary and stuff like I did before, or a student loan where I can actually get some money for me. But they don't don't seem to do that with the masters. They only they only lend the amount for the course. See, when I did the undergraduate, I got paid for living. I didn't get paid for living, but I got paid um, kind of living expenses. I got a bursary and a sort of bursary. There's something that I got something I didn't have to pay back. And then I got stuff that I did have to pay back. And I was getting paid. It wasn't a lot, to be fair. It was about £9,000 a year. I think it was £3,000 every four months. Something like that. And so I had to, you know, I needed to work part time to get through it which I did and but this doesn't give a bursary doesn't give any living money so the only way to do it is so you know I could I'm able to do it at the moment with my situation but yeah so 
can you imagine have a master's degree now I had to fill I mean the form was long online and there was I was thinking oh I hope this doesn't do what some forms do you know when you spend a bit too long on the page and you go to click next and it times out the page and you've lost all your, all the information well this didn't do that and I spent hours going through it and putting all my information in and then writing a, um, a personal statement which was I suppose the not hardest part because I was just honest but it's the part that I don't know whether or not it's what I told them about would be of use to them I should have uh, should have would have could have I could have read it to you if I still had it here no I don't I don't know where it is Never mind. So, but I'll read you the, the details of the course. So, this is Anglia Ruskin University. Now, I know a few people that have gone to university there and done someone, I know someone that did a, I think they did a positive yeah it might have been this positive psychology course MS so my I guess it's probably exactly the same course so she did that and she was doing that at the same time as doing the, the first year of the degree counselling like how imagine doing two at the same time because she already had an undergraduate degree in a different thing so it's like wow so, but she was like super um, academic, like really, you know, kind of um, just super clever, super able to do all that stuff. And I knew someone that went to Anglia Ruskin, they did a degree, a master's in social work. And I knew another person who did a cognitive behavioural therapy degree as well. So I know people have been there. And I've been to the... I think is I've been to the one in Chelmsford a couple of times, the university there. But this isn't in Chelmsford, it's in Cambridge. So if I go there, I can tell people that I go to Cambridge. And technically, I won't be lying. So that's quite cool, isn't it? Imagine, where did you go to university? Oh, I went to Cambridge. Mm. Yes, I'm uh, studying there. Mm. Yes. Because mm. that basically, that's the only place they do it. They don't, the, the particular course that I'm applying for starts in January because it's too late to apply for September because we're near the end of the month and 
I wouldn't want to put that pressure on myself of uh, starting a course without knowing whether or not I'm going to get it funded. And also all the rush, you know, and maybe turning up and having missed the first couple of weeks. Nah, I don't want that. So I'll start in, in January, um, all being well. And it's going to be in Cambridge. So it's, uh, I don't quite know how it works because I know Cambridge University, people that go to Cambridge, it's a different. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to actually question that. What's the difference between Cambridge Uni and Anglia Ruskin. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Uh, oh. oh, I didn't know that. should read out what I'm saying the question is oh. is Anglia Ruskin actually part of the Cambridge University that's the question I'm going to see what it says here This is called the studentroom.co.uk. So the question is, it's a thread. It says, I've read that Anglo Ruskin is in Cambridge, but is it actually part of the prestigious Cambridge Uni? Is it a good uni? Let's see what people have written. Oh, someone's written, no, it's just in the same city. No. And someone else has written it's not part of the Cambridge Uni no and someone else has written no not part of the prestigious Cambridge prestigious Cambridge Uni and then someone else has written no to be frank it is like how Oxford Brooks is in Oxford but isn't Oxford Uni or Birmingham City University is in Birmingham but isn't the University of Birmingham it isn't very good. If you want to get a good degree, I would advise against going there. Oh. That's not very positive, is it? And someone else puts, lol, they wishes. And someone else wrote, the teaching course is, this is nine years ago. Blimey, it's a long time ago. The teaching course is having loads of problems. My friends just finished her first year and they may not be carrying the course on to year two if it doesn't improve. 
and someone's written these are all from nine years ago I didn't realise the internet was that that old someone's written it's just in Cambridge I went for the open day hated it and when I got a letter from them with my offer on the back was a scary legal stuff didn't like it my other two uni choices didn't feel the need to shove law stuff down my throat just for an offer and I think that I'm very money orientated that's what they wrote picture of a cat someone else wrote no they're close to each other in the same city but that's pretty much it someone else has written <laughs> good one I don't know if this is a So I think this is um, possibly a. I don't know if it's sarcastic. Someone's really. Yes, it is, but it is a. It is a kept secret. Similarly, London Met is part of LSE. Thames Valley University as part of Oxford University, and Howard University as part of as part of Harvard University. Someone. Uh, Someone else has written, it's an ex-poly, which became a uni in 1992. So nearly 800 years after Cambridge did. I think it used to be an art college or something like that before. That was that one. So it says, someone else has written, again nine years ago. One of its campuses is in Cambridge, but it's not a part of Cambridge University. Depends on what you're studying, what you want to do. It's good for courses like nursing and optometry, but not much use taking a law degree there and wanting to work for a magic circle law firm. What's a magic circle law firm? That's a magic magic circles magic isn't it someone just said nope in the same city different universities and someone else he's he's been reading all the other things and he, all the other comments says this made me laugh so much so so much so that was uh, Bradle Blackwell again nine years ago and now people are just basically just having a go at Angry Ruskin. So, my most memorable thing about my interview is getting a train there with a sign at the stage and saying, Cambridge, home to Angry Ruskin University. Probs why I didn't get an offer, thinking back on it. What? That doesn't make sense. Probs, probs, I guess that means shorts for probably. Probs, why I didn't get an offer thinking back on it? My emotion, but. Unless he's just saying his most memorable part was the journey there. Oh. 
or her journey there. That was nine years ago. I don't know if the trains exist then. He says, oh, someone says, we used to have that sign on the buses as well. Okay. Someone else has written, yes, uh, one of the colleges you can apply to, Anglo-Ruskin College, Cambridge. It's a good college. Just has this uh, bad rep, so students pretend it's not part of the uni. Same way Homerton isn't part of the uni. Okay. And someone's put, I lolled 66 times. So you laughed 66 times. Laughed out loud. No one ever puts L, do they? Just for laughed. I laughed. Or LQ. I laughed quietly. L-A-S L Laughed at standard level uh, 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 uh. I think that kind of uh, That's the thing with the internet It's like I'm applying for a course called Applied Positive Psychology Which is all about Positivity the comments I'm reading hmm. so here's a thread starter someone's written this and oh this is star this was uh, 19 minutes ago so I've not read it so I don't know what I was going to say sorry uh, okay so my flatmates decided to go out yesterday while I stayed at the flat I went to bed early, so I didn't see them until now. It's the morning, and I open my door, and I see my flatmates laying out their mattresses in the hallway. I thought this was pretty weird, but anyway, whatever. I'm about to literally step over them to go to the toilet, and I see them all naked, fully naked on the floor. I'm trying to lock my door without waking them as they are sleeping right outside my room. What am I supposed to do? I can't leave my room and have somewhere to be. Or I can't can't leave my room and have somewhere to be. I'm also scared if I call up the university and tell on them, they will be reported and come for me. I can't ask parents and friends for advice as they will be really worried about me. I want to request to move out, but I'm scared of telling on them. What do I do? Please someone help me as soon as you see this post. What should I tell the university? It's got to be weird actually having a bunch of naked people outside. Why are they sleeping in the hallway? I'll refer the ones from years ago because that's just been posted. So, my advice. Let's see what other people have written. 
I'm guessing they'll wake up eventually. Would lock the door. Are you friends with them? If yes, you can explain how weird scary it was in the morning and not to do it again. Or if it's not the first time, we get some help with moving out. I suppose some people don't like nakedness today. They're just like, ugh. And from the sounds of it, um, I'm scared of telling on them. That's quite a young phrase. That's that's a very young person, isn't it? Uh, so perhaps it is. My, I suppose because I I lived on my own from the age of sixteen. So I was, you know, kind of used to it. But I imagine if I left home for the first time at 18 and travelled, or 19 even, but like travelled to the different side of the country. Let's face it, if you're going to travel you might, to a university, you might as well get as far away as possible. And yeah, it must be really kind of daunting I suppose I've not really given it any thought I still kind of don't want to either just I suppose the closest thing I've got to that is when I went to Butlins but I was 20 25 but you know travelled to the a long way away ended up I'm sleeping in a room with someone I don't know surrounded by people I don't know and that was quite, yeah, that was quite daunting. It was quite, very interesting situation. Interesting, it was. That's, that's a word. Interesting. So yeah, that's probably been quite, quite weird. Especially for people that have, probably less weird for someone that lives in a city. But if you live in a little town, little village or little town and you kind of know everybody and you're still friends with people that you went to school with and you've been and you've been going to school with them since she was like five years old or something then I suppose moving away from that must be quite I imagine it'd be wonderful but it's pretty quite strange for people But if, if someone is living in a big city, there's not that many big cities, is there? But a city is a lot bigger than a town, a little town. There's more people, there's less, there's less kind of neighbourliness and people less like knowing each other's business and stuff in a city compared to a, a tiny little town. I imagine... Mind you, it's it's different now, isn't it? It's uh, I think even going back probably fifty, sixty years ago in London, people would know each other, and it'd be kind of a community and stuff. But and you hear that in the background. That's Andre.
basically just run over, done a massive poo on the paper. <laughs> I do wonder, I just, what do I get out of this relationship? <laughs> so, I might have to edit that and make it a bit quieter. Yeah. Oh, she has written, they're complete strangers who I just met yesterday. I don't know if this is complete normal. They might have locked themselves out of their room. Yeah, actually thinking about that, just my empathy's kicked in. Um... Yeah, that, I imagine I've lived in enough rooms, lots of different rooms, in like shared houses, and yeah, imagine imagine coming out and seeing someone, starkers, sleep on a mattress outside your bedroom. Like, oh, well, I can see it'd be quite nice in some ways, but just generally it'd be kind of unusual. The thing is, posting on a public forum like this on a student website and the studentroom.co.uk, I'm guessing, probably gets a lot of traffic. Someone's going to see this and know the people involved, don't they? And probably say, do you do sleep in the hallway? Are you still doing that? Still doing that, yeah? Yeah. Well, good luck. I hope, oh man, I need to open the window. I haven't got, I haven't even got around to. Oh look, I didn't realise how much fun this will be looking at this. I've never even thought about looking at forums and questions and stuff. Quite a good website, really. Looks like this. Looking through it, I've not seen any kind of really, apart from being being rude about Angley Ruskin. I'm bored. AMA. What does AMA start for? And the thread starter is just as above. So. Whoever it is couldn't be bothered to retype I'm bored AMA or you know, copy and paste. So someone's written AMA. What is AMA? I'm bored and
I'm bored enormous mind my arms. I mean, I don't know. I'm bored and making art. Emma, Emma. I'm bored, Emma. AMA. No, I really don't know what it means. Someone else has written something. I'm a fourth year medical student, hating it, AMA. What does AMA stand for? What? What does it? I don't get it. I'm just going to have to Google it, and I? AMA, what does AMA stand for? Oh, Amazon's come up if I put that in. AMA. AMA, what's AMA? No, I don't want Amazon. I just want AMA. Supporting the cultural sector with training and resources, Arts Marketing Association, Urban Dictionary, oh. Ask Me Anything, AMA, Blimey, how I honestly didn't know that until just now. Swear down, I didn't know. Could you Adam and eat it? Blimey. Anyway, there's not enough time to tell you about the applied. It's called Applied Positivity Psychology MSc. And there's a lot there, but I'll have to just do it another time. Student life, our campuses. I never joined a student's union when I was, I didn't do any of the activities, because the, the college I went to before, it was part of Essex University, but it was called the Colchester Institute. So the course was accredited by the university. And so it was an undergraduate with a Bachelor of Arts of Honours, I think. And, uh, but most of the people there were really young, like really sort of 16 onwards kind of age. And there were adults there as well, but it was predominantly I'd say at least 80% probably higher of the students were probably 90% under 20. Which meant there was no activities for that I really felt comfortable going to. 
I thought about going to the Wing Chun Kung Fu Club, but I didn't. The thing is, if I go to Cambridge, I can't. This. I wonder how many times, how many days a week would I be going if I went there? Beneath careers, and it's where you study. The facility of science and engineering is where I'll be studying. It's one of the largest of the four faculties at Anglia Ruskin University. Where can I explore for entry? Fees, entry requirements. Suggested courses that may interest you. Ah. Cognitive and clinical neuroscience. That would be like proper beautiful to be able to do that. Because neuroscience, that's the future, you know. Isn't it amazing? This is my real voice now. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that over a hundred years, 1990, 2000, well, like 120 years, or well over a hundred years, psychology has been kind of going. And all these leaps and bounds and psychological research and everything like that okay and then someone had the idea you know what maybe we should start looking at the brain like oh never thought of that of course you should it's like out you wouldn't do it with any other part of the body, would you? I see you've got a pain in your stomach. Okay, well, let's talk through it. No, <laughs> you have to kind of look inside to see what's going on. So, yeah, neuroscience is amazing. The way the brain is so flexible and the plasticity of the brain, it can grow, it can um, repair itself, how we think affects our brain, how we think affects the health of our brain, which then affects how we feel, it's like, it's amazing stuff, absolutely beautiful, I love it, but uh, I have to put that on the back burner study that another time I kind of study it anyway but not you know just through videos and you know watching stuff and learning there's one here consumer psychology and that would be interesting from a sense of starting a business and selling stuff but probably more interesting for someone yeah, it could be really useful. Then there's foundations in clinical psychology. I like the one I applied for. I 
applied positive psychology because I'm hoping I said it in my statement personal statement that I want to use what I learn to help myself and others to make it part of what I do the recordings I do and to spread my learnings to help other people so that's kind of the reason I want to do it plus you know to help myself as well ding dong bing bong bong doesn't say anything fees and funding £10,700 a year for the course how do I pay my fees you won't need to pay fees until you've accepted an offer to attend but you must pay your fees up front in full or installments we offer a fantastic range of ARU scholarships which provide extra financial support while you're at university oh I'll click on that what does that say about scholarships and bursaries we know that undertaking a degree course is a so I wonder I don't know really much about what is that advice well <laughs> there's one for students whose exceptional academic achievements and extracurricular achievements set them apart from their peers probably not the one I'm going to be going for they got one for um, bipolar, I don't know, STEM, merit scholarships, alumni, alumni, completed, no, partner scholarship, sports, no, that's not going to give me, if an EU national coming to study, that's not me, MBA, boost your career prospects, no, international excellence, no. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't fit any of those categories. Oh, never mind. So the last time I looked at the stats of Spreaker, eight hundred and fifty-two. So what's it now? Nine hundred and eleven. Oh, that's gradually. And the podcast.co, 100 for the day. What is it now? Let's have a look. What is it now? Now. 114. So it's not gone up by much, but it's still, still groovy. I'll get uh, AMA. Ask me anything. I suppose it's just the internet, isn't it? And went from text speak to yeah, I suppose that's how it started, really, wasn't it? And then sort of on phones, and then people on Facebook and 
Twitter and also because Twitter was so limited to how much how many words you could put on there so abbreviations were possibly required oh dear anyway I'm gonna go thank you for listening speak to you very soon take care of yourselves remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy lots of love bye and see bye